Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 665. We're looking at Philippians chapter 4, verses 21 to 23. Let's read our passage. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send you greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. He's sending this letter back via Epaphroditus, who's brought him a monetary gift. Epaphroditus got sick, so he's sending him home to Philippi, and he's carrying this letter with him. It's a letter giving the Philippian church things to think about, some things to ascribe to follow, and it's also thanking them for the gift that they sent him. We think this is probably during the latter part of the two-year imprisonment in Rome that we see during the last part of the book of Acts. And this closes out Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. In many respects, it's a standard closing the way Paul speaks, but there's some interesting things to point out in it. Verse 21, he says, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. This is Paul sending his greetings. He's not telling them to go greet every saint. He's saying, Greet all the saints in Philippi. So this is Paul sending his greetings to each person in Philippi. Now, interesting nuance here. He says, Greet every saint. Now, whenever we run across the word saint, we want to define it just because a lot of people have some baggage they are still carrying around and need to get over. The word saint means holy one. Actually, it means holy. The Greek word is hagios, and it's an adjective. It means holy. But when used by itself, it means holy one. And usually it's plural. The Haggai's word group appears 288 times in the New Testament. 55 of those times it's used to refer to the saints. The rest of it, it's anytime you see the word holy. You see the word Holy Spirit, it's that word. He talks about the holy sanctuary, it's that word. When he says be holy, it's that word. Greet one another, holy kiss, it's that word. So it's a common word. And 55 times it's used to refer to the saints. And in all but one of those times, it's in the plural. So you never see something that says, hey, Bob, he's a saint. He's always talking about the saints, the people of God, the holy ones. Who are the holy ones? Those that have been declared holy by God. This instance here, it's singular. And it's the only time in the New Testament you find this singular. So he says, greet every saint, not all the saints. And that's where some English translations translate this as greet all the saints. But to be exactly right is greet every saint. Now, it means the same thing, but there's probably a a, a nuance here in that This is an unusual close to a letter in that Paul doesn't name anybody by name. He just greets every saint. 
I think maybe that's because he knows so many people in this church. He's had such a long relationship with this church. There's a lot of people he probably has a very good relationship with. And so versus listing 50 people, he just says instead of just kind of a catch-all, greet all the people, greet every person. So I think that makes it a little more personal, even though it really has the same grammatical meaning. Now, just a little more on, on the word saint. Generally, it's the saints. And, and some people have a background where saints mean something special. But throughout the New Testament, it's very clear. The saints are the people of God. Anyone who has a relationship with Christ has been declared holy by God, has been forgiven of sin, justified by faith, and adopted by God. In 1 Peter, he makes a, he speaks to this a lot. In 1 Peter 1, starting in verse 14, he says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. So he's making the point there that you are to be holy, because Christ is holy. Then down in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, he says, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Then down in verse 9 of chapter 2, he says, You're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. So here throughout 1 Peter, at least chapter 1 and chapter 2, he's talking about the fact that the people of Christ are a holy people. And that's why throughout the New Testament you see this reference to the people of God, Christians, as the holy ones. And that gets translated in English as saints. So Paul sends his greetings to every saint in Christ Jesus. He goes on in verse 21 and says, The brothers who are with me send you greetings. So Paul sent in his own greetings, and all of his co-workers with him in Rome are sending their greetings, too, to the people of Philippi. Now, he doesn't list any of my name. And I think that probably goes along with the whole idea where he said, I'm sending Timothy because there's nobody else like-minded with me. I think maybe all his closest associates are out and about doing things. So it's just he and Timothy. And he mentioned up front the letter was from he and Timothy. So the others are with him. We don't know who they are. Then verse 22. All the saints send you greetings. Here we see the word saints again. And this time it is the plural. I guess it's referring to the Christians in Rome. So Paul says, I'm sending all, each and every one of you greetings. My co-workers are with me. They send you greetings too. And all the Christians here in Rome send you greetings. Then he adds, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. This is curious, but there's no other information than this. Now, he said earlier that it's common knowledge that he's in jail because of his faith. And it's even spread throughout the Praetorian Guard, which is the military presence there in Rome. Now, here he specifically says that there are saints who belong to Caesar's household. Now, what does this mean? Well, we don't know any more than that, but 
Caesar would have a large household, a large staff dealing with things. But that's a big deal there that even the emperor, people working in the emperor's household, could he be referring to emperor's family here? Perhaps, maybe, maybe not, but the household was referring to the pretty much the household staff. There are people now who are believers who are part of the emperor's staff. This shows the spread of Christianity. Then in verse 23, closes it up. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. This is a fairly standard closing that Paul uses. A little bit different. Quite often he says, grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Here he says, be with your spirit. Now he uses that phrase, be with your spirit in Galatians, Philemon, 2 Timothy, and here. So it's not that unusual. It essentially means the same thing. Be with you, be with your spirit. Now you can be careful here. You don't get caught up in the words because your is plural. Spirit is singular. And we saw a big deal being about unity, of being of one spirit. That's not what he's saying here. He's not making the point of unity here of being of one spirit even the spirit is singular grammatically this is what's called a distributive singular so he's saying that he wants christ's grace to rest and abide upon the spirit of each one of the philippians so that's not dealing with the whole idea of unified with one spirit it's just grammatically each and every one of you your spirit is what he's essentially saying there so this wraps up Paul's letter to the Philippian church. And through it, it's been a lot of personal notes because it's a church he has a tight personal relationship with. He's been thanking them for the gift and thanking them for their ongoing support to him. He's charged them with living out their faith, living their lives to match their faith. And he's given them some specific things to cling to, such as the ideas of unity, humility, steadfastness, and obedience. He's told them to imitate him, Paul. He's told them to imitate Christ, that is, to adopt the mindset of Christ. He's told them to imitate any mature Christian. Through this, other than the personal notes of thanking them for their support and renewing the relationship he has with them, the real charge has been to live out your faith and keep growing in your faith. And the biggies, humility, unity, steadfastness in the faith. This closes out Philippians. We're going through Paul's letters chronologically. And this is the last letter Paul sends to a particular church. And it's the last letter of this Roman imprisonment that we see at the end of the book of Acts. We still have three letters to go, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. So we'll pick up 1 Timothy next. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we look at 1 Timothy.